Episode 5 Green Elf Disease Welcome to episode number five of the Adventures on Lollygagging podcast. I'm your game master, Jeff, and uh, I am sure that all of the players sitting around the table right now have listened to our previous recordings, right? It's been uh, a little bit of time since we last played. Yes, I listened to it okay. as everyone is, was chipmunks, so Chip. I know exactly what happened. Chipmunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keith's doing the editing for us at like hyper speed. Uh, okay, so what do you all recall from our our journey thus far? I interrogated some people and terrorized some people. Sure, that was a couple episodes ago. True, but was, you know, I'm remembering a lot. Yeah, that was uh, that was episode three. The foothills have eyes. When you all encountered um, Olympics <laughs> Olympic gold medalist uh, Lindsey Vaughn and some other guy, uh, yes, they were fake. Uh, they were fake wardens claiming to have gotten into a wagon accident, and that that part at least was true. The wagon accident, yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay. And then we had some cats. Yeah, some cats. Yeah. That's right. Kitty cat. Not the musical, Lots though. Cats. Not the musical, no. But wasn't, isn't the musical? Never mind. Uh, so, yeah, not the cat. So, not the musical. But then, uh, yeah, you guys got in a little combat with some cats, uh, some some mountain lions, lynxes, whatever you want to call them. And uh, we're an successful. Yeah, and you saved some creepy-looking elf lady who has a severely uh, injured leg. And uh, anything else you recall about her? Not how it ended, but like anything else you recall about this 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 lady? Yo, wasn't she like tatted? Yeah, she was pretty tatted. Yeah, up. nice you know, branded, really. Yeah, it wasn't tats. It was yeah. like burns. Yeah, so it was like it was like burns and brands. It's like uh, kind nature's of, tattoo. It's nature's <laughs> tattoo. I don't think that makes sense. I think it's a birthmark. Maybe is it yeah. a birthmark? Nature's tattoo. I, think I don't know. Sense. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, and then how did uh, do we remember how episode episode four ended? Yeah, Bruno yes. had some creepy things going on. So you are Bruno. So Keith, why don't you I tell us Bruno. what actually happened right, so at the end? I mean, he set the scene for you. Bruno was getting ready to go to bed. That's the scene. <laughs> <laughs> he saw uh, some eyes looking down at him from up on the cliff ledge. Sure. And it waved to him, and he's all like, "And you know, Bruno, being the generous man he is, waves back." And uh, apparently, he wasn't there, or was he? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone no was mad because they thought he was throwing rocks at them. Did no one else saw or did maybe one other person? Okay, uh, the elf lady yeah. with nature's tattoos saw it. So he ended with uh, with Bruno laying down to go to bed. And as he turns over on his side, there, there this elvish branded up woman prisoner with a bum leg who had been relatively, un- I think, unconscious actually yeah, until that point. Hope so. Eyes <laughs> wide open, staring at you with this bloody grin and says that she, uh, don't worry, sweetheart, she saw it too. So we're going to go ahead and get started tonight. So, um, do you uh, do you want to say anything back to her, or, or are we fast forwarding to the morning? Bruno asked her. You you can see that too. I think I was just saying things. No, no, it was there. You're like me. What does that mean? You're answering the call, aren't you? Just like me, you are. I can see it in you. Yeah. Wouldn't have expected it from you, to be honest. It's okay, sweetie. It's going to be just fine. Get some rest. You look a bit... A little bit worse for wear. (laughs) This horrible, like, kind of throaty laugh. 
follows that at this point. Yeah, Bruno's going to go ahead and turn the other way. Okay. Do a little flip, a, flip around. When you do, you see Bear looking right back at you. With what a, is no, he, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he says, playing. I saw it too. Hey, yeah. Well. So um, the, then if that's it, the knight is going to go ahead and progress. Hey, he's, he's officially creeped out. He's yeah. going to ignore her. Okay, fair enough. So the knight is going to, to pass by. Um, remember that you had all made camp at a uh, decent location um, thanks to some good scouting and some good uh, survivalist work. I think we were doing some wilderness travel. And uh, you can go ahead, and because of the success on the survival check, you can go ahead at this point and take your apparel track up uh, to un- unhindered. And when morning comes, uh, I imagine you guys take some time to go through your rations, go through the carcasses of the- these cats that you all butchered. Um, I can't remember which ones you butchered, but I'm sure one of them was Paula Abdul. Uh, and so, yeah. You take you take the morning and probably all the way till noon or so to just relax and recuperate, uh, patch up your wounds. Um, if anybody has any, I don't think anyone was seriously wounded or anything like that along the way of our combat. It was a fairly lengthy combat, but I don't think anybody was was particularly horribly injured. Um, but when morning comes, uh, it's it's overcast, it's cool, it's chilly. There's kind of a an icy an icy wind that's pouring through uh, some of the the foothills walls the kind of cliff walls that you're in um and you can choose to either hang around for the rest of the day and just recuperate relax if there's any sort of bandaging you want to do to raise up your damage thresholds or something like that uh or you can press on so the choice is up to you how is everyone mm-hmm. looking on their damage so am i moderately wound- moderately wounded you're moderately wounded. yeah okay is so- that bandageable yeah, I mean, you can do heal. Like the, the problem is, the problem we have, or at least your group has, is that there's no one here who actually has the heal skill. Right. So, yeah, that's the big issue. So um, we're, we're letting like the heal skill, the heal check go through, even though it's special, with like what we're flipping to fail at that point, so that the possibility to have bad things happen. So at some point down the road, as you all consider your second professions, one of you might want to consider going into a profession that maybe has some heal abilities. Um, but if you want, you can choose to try to make a heal check. You can do this once every 24 hours with a bandage. Um, it's your call, but since you don't, but since you don't actually have a rank in the heal skill, you would have to actually flip to fail for this. Yeah, Bruno's fine. So who needs help then? I'm moderately wounded, so I could bandage myself. Oh, Toby, you got that? Yeah, I'm just going to wrap up a bit. Nice. There we go. Heal of 39. With the fail for 20. 20? Yeah. Okay. So you rolled a 2 and a 20? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you can go ahead and move back up in the damage track. Nice. Um, and is anybody else, and make sure you keep track of your bandages. Uh, is anybody else doing any kind of actual healing on the damage threshold, or are you just hanging around? Yeah, Bear was lightly wounded, but I think I did it when we ended. Okay. Because it's lightly wounded. So it's always auto, auto, Yeah, auto success. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Took yeah. care of that. Okay, so probably half the day between when you ended last night uh, and half you know the morning, and then maybe the the early parts of the afternoon, uh, making sure you're bandaging, making sure you're you're resting. Um, does anybody want to do anything? Is anybody looking to talk to anybody? Are you looking to do any uh, anything in particular? Is that an elf lady awake? Uh, she's there. Yeah, she's in. You would imagine she would have to be in considerable pain. Uh, when you look over at her, her leg is is quite 
quite mangled. Um, she was, if, if you recall, she was pinned underneath the wagon that had flipped over and was left to die. Uh, now, fortunately for her, like the one benefit of that is that the wagon also kept her somewhat obscured from the, the actual cats that were coming by to, to take out some of the other more easy, easy prey. Um, and so that probably benefited her, but at the same time, you doubt she's ever going to be able, looking at her leg, I mean, you don't need to be a doctor to realize there's, there's no way she's ever going to use that leg like normal anymore. Um, might need to be taken, might just be a horrible limp, you're not really sure, but you're pretty certain that if you don't get her to, to somebody who knows a little bit about medicine, that you know, bad things could potentially befall her at some point. Is she just hitching a ride on our wagon? She's like so. La- so what you guys did is you threw her on the wagon. Um, oh. You you made some space. Uh, you were running low on rations, and you moved some things around. And then I think a few of you just just separated some of the other packaging that you had and threw her on the back. It's not a comfy wagon. This is really just a cart for pulling basic goods. So there's no like seats or cushions or anything like that. It's not a carriage. Um, so it's not going to be the best travel for her. But it's certainly better than one of you trying to carry her. Now you are, you're also technically going to the same place. Uh, so, what you, what you know is that you're you're both head, you know, all of you are heading for different reasons eventually to the same place. Um, re- initially to Edgar Key, which you're going to hop on a ferry and then you're going to take that to this this labor penal colony um, to the north, right? And she's going there because she was a prisoner. You all are going there because you were. You were tasked with doing so by by Harold Zeiger back in in Weishaven to go look for his missing son. Um, So you do realize, though, even though she's a prisoner, she's very much injured right now. And that if she doesn't see a surgeon soon, you never know what can happen. Her leg might be infected. She might lose the leg entirely. You know, it's, it's hard to really tell for you all, none of you being particularly versed in heels. But she's but she's awake. She's awake and she's eating your food. And she's just staring over at Bruno, even though Bruno is not really looking at her. And she's got, she's just constantly has this big grin on her face. She's not, um, she is, she's not a chatty person, but she is occasionally, you hear her like just whistling. She's just like this little kind of limerick sound, this little tune. Periodically that whistle becomes song and then weaves back to whistling. So every now and then there's lyrics and seems very bright and peppy whatever it is that she's she's whistling and it's the that kind of juxtaposition of her appearance and her creepiness with this song this kind of light and peppy song is really unsettling i would say to some of you interesting i'll uh they will approach her excuse me miss um uh you have a name crusada crusada I see you keep uh, glancing over at my buddy over there. You guys know each other, or we just met. You and Bruno. Okay. All of you. All right. Um, we have a similar disposition. You say so. You look quite the polar opposite to me. But uh, uh, we're gonna continue on with our wagon. So sorry about the rough ride. It's not made to company people. I appreciate the aid, she says. And there's no sign of her, like, grimacing. Like, seriously, you look at the leg. And the leg, like, there's bone that's that's showing. Like, you see it's compound fracture, yeah. right? Like, we, we as people would know it's got some sort of problem there. And she's just, 
not even phased by it. Like, at least, at least she's not showing it. She just seems as crudely. You probably spent some time last night crudely putting some ill-advised, you know, splint on it, some kind. Doesn't seem to bother her whatsoever. All right, Chobi, you want to take point again? See if you can steer clear of cats. Yeah, I'm already. Okay. So as you begin to break down the camp some more, uh, to try to get a couple hours worth of travel in uh, before sunset, um, I'm going to need the second of the two required stealth checks for for Chovy. So we already did the one a couple episodes ago. This time it's going to be hard, however. The terrain is a little bit more difficult. Uh, there's no clear road anymore. It's, it's really just a kind of follow, following mountain paths, which... Although they're not difficult to, to travel sometimes, they're often circuitous. 67, so it's a fail. Okay. All right. So the, the day is spent moving up and around these mountain paths. You try very, you know exactly which way you're supposed to go. And you're, you're heading in this north, northwesterly direction, you think. Um, but you come across what looks to be like goat, you know, goat paths, things like that, where you would imagine creatures of the, of the foothills themselves probably climb and hop around. Maybe the cats themselves. You don't see any sign of them, fortunately. Um, you do hear the distant kind of grumbling of certain certain animals. Uh, hear plenty of birds flying overhead. Um, but after a good four hours of travel, you manage to, to make a little bit of progress throughout the night. Um, and so by the time the night, by the time the sun fully comes down, you've maybe progressed a little bit, a little bit more slowly than you wanted to, because the passage you were putting them on were quite dangerous. Um, but you, you probably, you probably only travel about half as much, half as far as you would have preferred for that day before you have to kind of settle in for the night. And as you do in the, it's kind of the, the shadows come out and the darkness comes out again, and you find some place along the side of the, the mountain path to settle down. Um, she just starts whistling some more, just kind of looking like over at Bruno, and then she looks up a little bit to the ridge line some more, and then back to Bruno again, just whistling all along. Sophia is going to approach her. I have spent some time on ships in my young life, and I'm always interested in picking up on new tunes to pass the time. Where did you pick up that one? She gives you just a, the most, the most. Obno- she looks at you as if you were the most obnoxious thing in the world, as if the time that you just took to actually express that sentence was an eternity for her. And her face just scrunches up in this a bit of anger, and she just looks at you, and she says, "It's not for you, little one. Now run along, go play somewhere else." Like you can't teach it to anyone else? No one else can learn it? She lets out this big sigh. Away with you. Now. So Sophia's going to beeline over to Bruno. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you hear her just now? No. I went over there very politely and asked her about the song that she's been singing and whistling all day. Okay. Can you believe what she said? Bruno cannot. It's not for me and run along. It's so rude. Yes, it is. 
She's been talking to you. Has she been that rude to you? No. I mean, I talked to her last night. Was she nice? I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Did she tell you to go away? That's no. not for you. I wouldn't say she was mean. But I don't know what she was saying to me. <laughs> you should ask her about it. About the song? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Bruno's gonna lift up his pants. <sighs> Water his way over. Where were his pants like prior? Well, to that? You know, like they're slightly, <laughs> slightly slacking. You know. Okay. All right. It's always, he always, buzz, he, you know, he's losing weight because you know he's traveling again. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. yeah definitely. Okay. So yeah, waddles on over to her, and uh, ask her, "How are you doing? How's your leg?" How oh, I've had Wes. Have you? I have. Like? Oh, you know. Couple burns here or there. Fell down a mountain once. Took a sword in the nick. And how are you still standing? Ah. Well, well not right now, but like then. <laughs> oh, I see. It's a bit of a joke, and she starts <laughs> laughing at that point. She likes the dark humor a little bit. I turn it on. <laughs> do a thumbs up. And do the thing, yeah. Sophia's busted, please. Okay. <laughs> Emily's just sitting there, like, oh, God. Oh, oh, it's... You know how I've made it this far. I imagine you've had similar experiences, maybe a time in which you thought death was certain and through some sort of grace of someone or some other walks away. Yep. You know, now that you mention it, I think I remember falling... It might have been a cliff? Had it been like, I think a hundred feet. A hundred feet. But I thought I was little. I thought maybe it was just like five feet or something, you know. But, you know, I think it was. No, no. It was the lady. The lady up north. Yes, I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. <laughs> Who's the person we keep seeing? <laughs> well, it's just someone making sure we're on the correct path. Just waving us forward. Answering the call. You know the tune, right? You've heard it before. Woken up maybe and just had a jingle in your head one night. Not sure where it comes from. Now that you mention it, I think I have. Hmm. When the end is nigh, all the sound will cry, and even the fearless will bawl. The moons mark her coming, the wild endlessly humming, and the chosen will hear her call. Yeah, I'm recognizing that tune. So, is anybody in earshot of this banner? Yeah. Go ahead and yes. just just go ahead and just roll a quick little stress check. Uh, so I'll say, Sophia. I, I know Sophia and Emily mentioned you were like eavesdropping like crazy. Just go ahead and just, just give me a little resolve test. Uh, we'll make it routine. Sophia failed. Okay. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> okay. I needed a forty-seven and I rolled a forty-eight. Okay. That's, That's what right. eavesdroppers get. I get plus. <laughs> All right. You both take four points of mental peril. 
It's just kind of this unsettling little lullaby that she sings. So, anybody else eavesdropping, listening? Okay. I'm kind of, since we're out further and he kind of has mentioned what's been going on, I've been thinking to myself about what happened with me a couple days ago and mm-hmm. just casually going through the book that we found in mm-hmm. the wreckage and seeing if there's any other information that might be important. Now, most of what you're getting from the journal, like the, the log, yeah. so it's basically a warden's log, seems pretty standard. It just charts the people that were, um, that were actually in their care. Uh, who was assigned uh, various provisions, things like that. Um, it's all very, it's, it's not like a diary, like a yeah. journal entry or anything like that. It's just, it's very specific. You would imagine this is the type of thing, and it's got like official documents that probably has to be handed over to maybe uh, some other warden or a governor or something like that, or, or a prison to make sure proper prisoner trans, you know, transfer was, was undertaken. So, yeah. Okay. She just starts, uh, she starts singing some more, actually. So she just looks around, sees sees a couple of you listening, sees like the weird look on Sophia's face. She starts to shake, and she sings even louder this time, uh, trying to to make sure that others can hear it. And she's just the cheerful goons on the end of its noose squawked and danced a jig. The crowded cheered, the foolhardy jeered. Now a dozen more graves they must dig. Just, here she goes, and she starts whistling back and forth. Love, could you be a dear and just go get me a little bit of something to eat, will ya? This is to Bruno. Sure, Bruno can help you with that. Okay. Meanwhile, Sophia is just elbowing the heck out of Emily. <laughs> what is that? I, I, I have no idea. Does she have a crush on him? What is going no, on? I don't. That I is don't absurd. Think... She was so rude. I don't think it's something to that extent. What do you think it is? <sighs> should we have her with us? I mean... Is it safe? I think we should just hurry. <laughs> we, should, we should hurry. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I don't know. Plus, we only have two days more worth of rations left. About a day and a half away, too. Yeah. That, if you would have left, like, in the morning and made decent time, you probably would have made it, like, in a day and a half or so. Yeah. So Sophia's going to make her rounds to the rest of everyone else in the party and just relay kind of the same story of... Yeah, Emily's I went up and I just... Just a busy bee gossip hound? Is that yeah. all you're doing? Okay. Yeah. One might say that Chrisita was being catty. Yeah, yeah, catty. <laughs> yeah, get it? She's being yeah. catty. Yeah. Long yeah. she was being catty. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, a, pun. it's a pun. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. So is anybody else doing anything tonight? Bear will just be tending to the horse. Okay. Bear, can you wash my weasel while you're at it? She's getting smelly. Say wash? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you could say no. I've got my hands full <laughs> at the moment. All right. She doesn't bite, Sorry. but all right. Yeah. <laughs> like drew, I like to imagine I like he drew a bat. holding his weasel down by like his his oh, hips. Man. Jeez, what are you doing? I like to imagine Bear is literally holding up the horse right now. He's so big, He's just picking the horse up, washing the undersides, like uh, getting the undercarriage a bit. That's right. Okay. All right. So if no one else is doing anything, the night passes some more, and you wake up again. This time, bright and early, ready to get moving, knowing as Emily 
uh, you know, advised that it might be time to, to kick this into gear, and you begin your descent down the foothills, the, the northern side. Uh, I need everyone to go ahead. Let's make our, our, our last toughness test for this travel, uh, and this one's going to be at a hard, uh, hard difficulty. Uh, minus 20%. Sorry, what are we rolling for? It's toughness test. Toughness. This is the second of the two toughness tests that you have to do for the wilderness travel. Yeah. I, think I got a 16. Okay. Got a 19. Cool. Are these passes? I really just yes. need, I, I don't oh, really yeah. know the numbers. I pass. just need to know pass. Uh, pass. Pass, fail, crit, fail, that type of thing. Sophia passes. Okay. Puna failed. All right. 20, I needed a 22 because of it being hard, and I have a negative 20. I uh, rolled a 27, so I failed. Oh, oh no. It's okay. Cards plus how much? 20. Minus? Oh, it's minus 20. It's minus 20%. Oh, uh, yeah, they're passed. I only needed 35. Got rolled a 12. Okay. All right, so four points of physical peril. I rolled really bad. Holy crap. Four points physical peril uh, for those of you who failed. So it's not like a stubbed toe. Uh, it's just, it's really just the idea of like, you've been on the road for a while, just like road wear and tear, you know, that type of thing. Um, probably just a little cold, you know, it's not freezing yet. It's still autumn, so it's not winter. Speaking of freezing, um, I am 102 pounds, mm-hmm. so that means I'm slender, so I'm more susceptible to the cold. Oh, that, that'll, that's good to know, especially once we get into the winter months. But I do have, uh, cat heights that yeah. I'm planning on wearing. Okay. Does that mean I'm good? I know. I was. We look. We looked at each other. I'm like, does that mean? Does that mean Bruno doesn't need a jacket? Can I, I use I Bruno know, like a as a human blanket? <laughs> yeah. Nice. If everyone just like cuts open the belly of, of Bruno, you can just climb in and feel really warm, like a tauntaun. You can, yeah, you can pull a tauntaun. Okay, so the rest of the day passes. You make fairly good time, and it isn't until the following morning when you wake up and do about two or three more hours worth of travel that you finally catch sight of your destination you see from a distance this scattered groupings of buildings uh, not particularly fancy no city walls anything like that you see some shacks kind of built up on the foothills uh, isolated you start to see the western coast a little bit more has, has come back into sight as well and you have gotten closer and closer at this point to uh to Edgar key when you kind of curve around down the foothills itself and you're probably about a mile away um you see there's a handful of people on the road um, nearby. They seem to be off going, you know, going off westward, uh, you would imagine, to the coast. Um, they look at you but don't say anything, just continue traveling. Everyone seems to kind of keep their heads down. Um, from what you know, from what you learned and gathered about this, this place before you left, it's just, it's, so, it's like a small fairy town. It's really built up for the intentions of just ferrying folks from this particular continent from this area to the distant territory to the north and in and of itself is not a fancy town of any of any regard Um, but you eventually around midday uh, walk and wheel your ways into uh, the middle of the village so to speak and village is a term i'm using relatively loosely Um, you are in the at this point geographically the northwestern point of the the Rhine monarchy here, really far away from any major city. Um, the closest major town would have been Weishaven, where you all uh, left from. Um, you can see off to the northeast uh, along the northern coast, you can see a lighthouse in the distance, a significant ways away, probably at least an hour walk uh, up the coast to the northeast. 
you can see that there um, are a handful of wagons, some of which are covered. Some You can see that there are uh, some oxen and horses that are been corralled off to the side away from some of these buildings uh, and there are some tents that have been set up around them as if people have been uh, have been resting or, or camping out here you see a small port directly through the village itself the village the village is honestly this small grouping is just about six buildings themselves all, all scattered about and then directly through them takes a straight line to the water to the north where the extended dock goes out a good 50 feet into the water itself uh, you look around for signage, and there's no, there's no signage. There's no like welcome to Edgar Key. Like it doesn't. <laughs> it's the ferry with Pep. That's a Riverdale reference. Uh, but you don't see anything like that. There's no signs for stores. It's just, it's just nondescript buildings, and there's, there's some people milling about. Um, so you know, so you know a couple things, right? You know that you need to get some medical attention for this woman. Um, you know that. You had a contact that uh, Harold Zeiger mentioned, so you can scramble through your notes and look for what that contact might be. Uh, you know you need to find passage in some fashion uh, to the ruin itself, to the penal colony, uh, which is which is again on uh, an isthmus to the to the north. Uh, so there's a couple of odds and ends that you have to do. So what's the plan while you're here? I want to go see if I can find some uh, wardens that I could okay. talk about the wreckage. Sure. And- give the book and say what happened. Okay. Does anyone want to go with him? Uh, I'll go. Okay. So Emily and Erwin will go take it, we'll go find the business of, of informing them. Okay. What else is everybody doing? I'll stay at the, uh, Bruno will stay at the elf lady. Okay. See if we can find a healer, doctor. Okay. Do you want to stay with her or do you want to actively go and look for something? Because doing both is might be contradictory. I'll look for one. I'll tell my boy Bear. Yeah. Okay. Watch over sure she won't go very far but man so many jokes so many jokes at her poor expense okay uh Zofia Erwin what do you want to do uh, not Erwin sorry Zofia and Chovy what do you two do I'll take care of the horses maybe restock on some supplies okay all right so you all scatter to the wind uh you split the party uh which is always which is okay like four ways yeah no it's fine it's fine you're in a town what could you possibly go wrong right? oh, you're basically got uh so you all will do this a couple, you know, we'll do this, we'll split this up, but Erwin and Emily, you go off looking for any sign of wardens and you very quickly, uh, you see a presence and you start, you know, you see them, the familiar uniforms, the, the dyed colored, the dyed uh, leather armor, uh, the uh, the tunics that go over top of it. No, excuse me, the tabard. I keep doing tabard. the tabards that go over top of it. Uh, and you track them You track them down and you meet, um, you see a man who is huddled about near uh, a building by the water, by the by the docks themselves. Um, he has, a, has his helmet off while all of the others have helmets on, like these, these basic leather helms that cover like their ears and the temples. Uh, and just sees you coming up and looks at you expectantly. Like, what do you, what do you, what? Sorry to bother you, sir. Uh, I'm Erwin Ganser, and we found a, a wrecked wagon. And this book was inside. Right. Well, are you giving me? It uh, oh. was. There were wardens there in the wreckage, and uh, prisoners, perhaps. 
So when you mentioned the fact that there were wardens and prisoners, he he's, he takes interest now. Like at first he was just like, I don't care. Why are you give me some random book? Uh, but then yeah, this his, his visage it changes immediately, and he looks surprised and. Uh, his, his brow furrows a little bit, grabs the book from you, starts flipping through it, and he lets a kind of air out of go out of his like, in front of his eyes, just as if tisking. And uh, all right, um, how many survivors? And Only one uh, elven woman. Mm. So um, her leg is in a horrific state at the moment; she can't really move. Ah, uh, um, okay. Bring me, um, Harry. Come, come with me. He just calls out to one of the people standing behind him. Um, all right, Lee. Take, can you take us to this woman? Yes. So, do you bring her? Bring over. And uh, that's where Bruno and Cressida are still there. And she's just continuing to sing away. She's just whistling from time to time. Every now and then she throws in like a new verse just for funsies. Uh, and whenever anybody passes by is the most likely time for her to suddenly start singing. Uh, that's her favorite part. Like when it's just you and her, she kind of looks at you with this knowing little grin and smiles from time to time. Um, and so this buttoned up, pilgrim-looking fella, like, you know, like, like actual pilgrim with those wonderful hats and, uh, like, walk past you with this little girl with a bonnet on and stuff. And she starts singing really loud at that point, like, right when she's next to you. And she's like, the haunted dice promised to feast, charged down from the ruin up north. Their teeth in their maws, their talons and claws were all sorted in blood henceforth. <laughs> and just cackling wildly at this little girl. Ooh who immediately runs away screaming and the man stares at you and blames you for it apparently and uh, they just just wander away. But a few minutes later, uh, Erwin and Emily come back. They've got these two wardens in tow um, who who walk up to her and look at her like, Oh! My! God! Did you you find a healer for this? This is... uh, You sure there's even one survivor? Does it hurt? And he starts poking him. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he um, he takes a look at her um, and he says, "Is this is this your wagon? Is this your car?" Yes. Okay. Could you be so kind and um, can you move that over towards where you see the rest of uh, rest of my men? Uh, we'll take it off your hands at this point. Um, how whereabouts was the was the west was the crash itself? How far back up the up up the hills day and a half or so up on a ridge there was a fair amount four mountain lions attacked us mountain lions the bottom of the cliff there was a river you think if you if we find some maybe some maybe you can draw some map balls I can try okay are you heading back that way perhaps maybe fortunately send a few men with you we have more business up north. We have to take a ferry. Oh, you're going to the ruin. Okay. Um, all right. Um, so, why don't uh, one of you... Can you? Uh, what's your name again, sir? Erwin. All right. Why don't you... Harry, can you take Erwin, um, find some paper or some parchment, um, see if you can write or draw, sketch something out for us, give us some direction... Um, and then put together, say, four lads, take him back up to the foothills, see if you can find uh, maybe there's uh, something we can salvage uh, still. 
Uh, okay. Thank you for doing your civic duty, sir, ma'am. Uh, and he waits for you all to, to move the cart. Uh, I will uh, attempt to move the cart. Okay. Um, all right. So then who is off looking for for heals, looking for healers? Okay, so Later. Okay. All right, Bear. Um, so you start asking around, seeing if you can inquire uh, about where might you know where might you find some sort of doctor you go building to building uh one of them seems to just be a home and so you like uh-huh. knock on the door open it up hello and they're like ah and then, <laughs> uh, and then they close the door on you another one seems to be some kind of general store just basic you know just basic store storefront it seems to be slash something else and so there's a dwarf woman that's uh standing behind the counter um scarred kind of pock faced a bit uh she's got this this white gray streak through otherwise black hair uh, that's braided down the right hand side um she sees you walk in doesn't recognize you doesn't isn't familiar with you and says um can i help you uh yeah sorry to intrude uh we're looking for a doctor or healer of sorts we got a we came across someone with a horribly broken leg we're looking to help her out um Dogs, uh, we don't. No, we don't have a doctor here. Um, sorry. Um, no one around to fix up scrapes. I mean, we can fix up scrapes, but broken leg. Um, you can check with um, check with old Alaric up the way. Um, she just she just casually points as if you know exactly what she's talking about. Um, he's uh, he used to patch up uh, patch up folks back in the war. Um, said Alaric is that another dwarf no oh, god okay. no 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 no, no. My, my mistake it's just some stinky face grubby handed you know, man and so ah is he in a building yeah I imagine he's got a shack up the way a shack yeah just follow the house head towards the lighthouse you'll see it it's the it's the shithole um about halfway there shithole right right you can't miss it alright thanks for help might be back later okay and so you wander out so what is everyone doing with all the information that you have thus far uh i would say by the way chovy if you want you you would end up at you would actually end up at relatively the same place like not necessarily at the same time but you would Hmm. you would end up there it's the only real store so to speak Uh, there seems to be a stable area where some horses and stuff are temporarily uh, apply a couple homes uh there's also what looks to be uh, a building that is connected to the dock, so it looks to be like a like a ferry master's building. Yeah, I'll hop in in there, see if we get some passage somehow. Okay, um, so you head inside, uh, and right now you don't actually see any large boats. There's a handful of smaller boats, like rowboats and maybe you know eight person skiffs, uh, but you don't see any large seafaring vessels. This is really just for maybe local stuff. Um, and when you go inside, you know, and there's a couple of people milling about on the dock here and there. Some people are throwing, you know, they're, they're fishing off the dock itself as well. Um, just these, these salty, no, you know, salty locals that just look at you really quickly and go back to their business without any concern for you. But when you head inside uh, this, this building itself, you see a woman standing behind the counter. Um, older woman, gray hair. She's got really dark skin. Um, very, looks... Um, looks a little bit um, 
a little bit tired. She's got bags under her eyes. Uh, she's kind of hardened, big, tough-looking lady. Um, but she sees you. But she's currently right now stocking something. She's like organizing some supplies. It looks like. Hello. Yes. Hey, my name's Chovy, and I'm looking for passage for six people to the runes. Can you help me out? Um, sorry. Uh, next, uh, next ferry is due sometime. Well, it's overdue. In fact, it should be it should have been here earlier, but um, it's all patched up. We've got the pilgrims, uh, and then we've got the wardens. There's really not enough room for any more. But if you wait a week, maybe we should be able to take care of you. We've got two wagons filled with prisoners. We've got two wagons filled with pilgrims and these other oxen and horses. It's just it's just no room. It's quite a while. I- if anything comes up any sooner, could you let me know? Sure. Where, where are you staying? Are you just camped out? We'll be camped out in town, yeah. Okay, yeah, if a uh, spot opens up, um, sure. I'll send someone to find you. Before I go, do you know anyone named Richmond? Lawhouse Keeper, yeah, yeah. He's, um... Yeah, he doesn't come to town very often. He's, um... Well, he doesn't much care for a lot of people, so to speak. But yeah, he's up the way, about hour, hour and a half up the coast to the, to the northeast there. All right, thanks a lot. Okay, and you leave. Who's doing what at this point? I'm apparently attempting to draw a map. Okay, no worries. Go up the road, go past the shit, I'll look for Alaric. Okay, you're going to go by yourself? That, I, yes. wasn't, I wasn't like a no, I wasn't like threatening you or anything. <laughs> like, now's the chance. I got him. Uh, okay, so you're going to go by yourself. Okay. Um, as quickly as I can. All right. Get her some help. Okay. Uh, so, Erwin, how about you just give me a. Hmm. What, what do I want to do? I don't know if there's a draw map, uh, draw map skill. Um. Do you, yeah, let's do, why don't we just do something like, uh, maybe navigation. It will be flipped to fail, because I did not have okay, that. Okay, we'll make this, since you're trying to draw it out from memory, this, and you're trying to draw specifically, and you guys got lost a little bit one night, we'll make it challenging. Okay. So challenging is... You're going to draw a map, and you're going to get these guys killed. It's going to be fun. Negative <laughs> 10%. I have 48, so it'll be 38, and it's flipped to fail. All right. Got him. It's uh, 84. Yeah. So you draw a map, all right, and you feel feel fairly confident. You're like, I think, I think this is it, and you hand it over to them, and they're like, do you know how to draw? I mean, they're like very confused by it, um, and they show it to one another. A couple of them chuckle, and then they say, um, thank you. Thank you very much for doing your civic duty. And he couldn't get through the line before he starts chuckling. Uh, okay, so up the so you're heading, uh, uh, bear. Excuse me, uh, up the uh, up the coast a bit. Yeah. It's about a half an hour of travel before, and you look along the way, and there's a handful of shacks here and there. Uh, some of which seem there's people that are milling about. It's really scattered. Some are right on the coast, like they've built these little fishing huts. Others a little bit further up into the rocky uh, the rocky terrain, uh, a little bit higher elevation, overlooking a little bit. Trying to discern what is a shithole uh, is a little bit difficult, but none of them look very grandiose. Uh, right. Yeah, but 
about a, about a half an hour down, you look about uh, about 20 to 30 yards up a ridge. You can see a well-trodden path that leads up there. You see what basically looks like a junkyard. And there's all manner of just cast aside pieces of debris, driftwood, uh, things that might have been scavenged from shipwrecks or, or maybe from wagon uh, wagon accidents up in the foothills. Like you see half half broken wheels, you see scraps of, of crude metal, and it's just, yeah, you're like, that's, I guess that's the shithole. Yeah, that matches the description. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll follow that little makeshift path okay so you head on up uh and you see as you clear it you kind of weave around much like a like a little tiny switchback but eventually it takes like a good two minutes and you're up and you can see that there is some sort of workbench area and you see this um heavy set gnomish individual uh not much shorter than you. Uh, you're towering over. It got his back to you. He's got this long black hair that just hangs, uh, hangs freely, not braided, not combed, probably not washed. And you just see him hammering away at something. You hear tink, 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 tink. And a bear will approach him. Uh, excuse me, uh, is Alaric here? So as you do that, he he misses one. He's like, oh, yeah! and like you don't oh. hear a ting. He's like, you don't sneak up on a man who's got a hammer. What's wrong with you? My apologies, wasn't trying to startle you. So he turns around, he's got his he's got his finger in his mouth. Her, right here, you didn't startle me, you just made me hit my thumb. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I'll come around the front next time. <sighs> um, who'd you say? Uh, name's Bear. Bear. Yes. Are you Alaric? Yeah. Oh. Uh, what are you working on there? Ah, it's just something. Uh, something. And he, he's just, just making some barrels is all. And you look over and he just looks to be hammering out like a some sort of crude metal rim for a barrel. Gotcha. He's got all these barrels that are under some sort of cloth that he shuffles over really quickly and he just pulls the cloth over even further. And he's like, just working on barrels. It's all. Oh. It's uh, respectable. Always need barrels. Yes. <laughs> Always do. Yep. All right. Uh, I heard you could uh, help patch up some injuries. Um, You're like the only one, only name that came up when I asked around. Got a wounded, uh, wounded gal we came across. You want me to come patch up? Oh, okay. Uh, I'll see what's happened here. You spoke with Lidgera, didn't you? Did I get her name? You did not get her name, no. You're very rude. Uh, Is that the dwarf in the the little shop? Yeah, that's the run. Yes, Uh, I can patch things up, but I'm not a doctor or anything. Is she she on the verge of death or something? Uh, She's got bones coming out of her leg. Yeah. <laughs> you like hammer it back in, maybe? It's a good one. It's yeah. it's no, I can't. No. Oh, I don't can't. know how it works. Oh god! All right, all right. One second. And Would you rather me bring her here, or I, did, she can't get up that ridge? I carry her. Um, 
It's probably better I'll come to her. When someone's severely injured, you really don't want to travel oh. with them too much. I'll leave it to the expert. And so he goes, he quickly hustles into uh, his, he starts moving towards his shack, this little lean-to with this crappy-looking thatched roof that's blowing in the wind. And before he goes in, he, he looks at you really quickly, looks back over towards his barrels that he had covered up with the, the tarp, looks at you again, and then steps inside. He's gone for, like, a couple of minutes. You hear, you hear, like, inside, like, him slamming and throwing things, like, where, where did I put God? <laughs> All sorts of like weird noises as, as if he's searching for things. Um, uh, did, did you need a hand in there? No, Mora! All right, I'll be out here. Sneak a peek at what he was working on. Yeah, sure. So I got nothing else to do. Okay. Do you want to? Okay, so you just want to go over and take a peek and look at this uh, beautiful craftsmanship. Okay, you uh, you lift you lift up the uh, the cloth a little bit, and you see a series of crates and barrels. Uh, sponsor for tonight's episode. Uh, you see a series of crates and barrels. Uh, roll a, roll, roll a uh, trivial scrutinized test. I barely failed. I needed a 72 <laughs> rolled failed. a 74. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, you, we don't forget we have 14 oh, yeah. points. You can re-roll if you like. I will do that. Good call. Thank you for the reminder. Thank you for the misfortune point. All right, 49. That's a pass. Okay. So as you lift this up, peeking over your shoulder to keep an eye on the door see if he starts coming back out but you hear him he's very clearly still slamming things around as if he's looking for something um and you notice a few things first you notice that there is a hastily scratched off brand that seems to be on these crates and barrels that looks familiar to you and you would know it immediately it looks just like the plum hawk trading company that you and your your fellow travelers uh, used to work for before you were uh, unceremoniously fired and had to desperately take a job for Harold Zeiger. Um, and then you notice that one of those crates has not been sealed, like the top is loose and you can see it's slightly ajar. And so if you wanted to, you can peek in if you like. So they have like the those the seals on it like mm-hmm. security seal kind of thing no 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 i'm saying it has it has the brand like the plum hawk oh. brand meaning like okay. so it basically looks like a, a like a hawk swooping down like this purple hawk swooping down it's just it's just been painted on essentially but it's faded like as if these have been used a lot uh, but yeah. one of the crates but most and all of the all the crates and barrels seem to be sealed and it's as if he's kind of creating a seal for this last one perhaps but it's not yet sealed and you can see that it's open if you wanted to look inside you could yeah i'll take a look like all this brings me back okay so you lift when we were actually had jobs right (laughs) when you had jobs right (laughs) when you had a good good solid life uh sturdy sturdy employment uh, you lift it up and you see uh, there's some straw as if like it's been it's keeping something cushioned and there's as you push the straw away just a little bit uh, your hand runs across some metal some smooth dark metal and it looks to be like guns like these are like tubes of guns like maybe you're not really sure maybe flintlock pistols, something like that, and they're all stacked together, and there's all sorts of straw that have that has been covered them up. And it's completely full, and this thing is probably, you know, it's a good about four by three or so cube, something like that, filled with, uh, you would imagine, maybe two dozen, maybe 20 different pistols. We'll close the lid. This guy... 
might be pretty dangerous. <laughs> okay. All right. And so uh, as you do, uh, you close the lid and you back away, I assume. And put the cloth. You put the cloth back in. You try to do it perfectly, right? <laughs> and because you spent some time scrutinizing, I'll say that you you do your best. And he comes, he comes trotting out and he's got this like smock on. Uh, almost like a butcher's apron and it's got all sorts of brown like dried stuff on it and you see him he's got these wads of bandages that are sticking out of these pockets in the front uh, and he put on some weird contraption on his head that's got a little lens that comes around to the eye and he's like okay I found it oh god um, oh, wow. he looks at you really quickly he's like that is a professional get up if I ever seen one. Oh, this now um I'll just got things to do after oh. this in town. Right, uh, yeah. could you be a deer and just help me just move these inside? And he points to the very things that you were actually peeking at. Oh, these guys? Just, yeah, yeah just be careful. Most just in of case them, it rains, you don't want them getting wet or something. You, yeah, yeah we're thinking alike, you and All right. I. Alright, that's look excellent. Up. No clouds. There's <laughs> no, definitely no rain clouds. Yeah, it's not gonna rain. Uh, and so you spend a little time, and it, it's not very long. And then you start right. to work your way back. Okay, so uh, what is everybody else doing? Uh, well, Emily at this point is going to probably, like, she's looking at Bruno because he's all sitting there kind of, I hope he's not humming the song. But uh, she's like, well, where where is everybody? Because we did all scatter. Mm-hmm. So Erwin's moving the cart. So Emily is probably going to go start looking for Chovy because he's going to be in the general store getting some supplies. Okay. All right. And so who else is doing? So Bruno, is there anything particular you're doing? Sophia, anything you're doing? No, I'm just staying with the Just staying lady. with your new girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't be jealous. Well, they took her away. Are you going with her? Yeah. I led the horses just to over with the, the warden. So yeah. I'll be I drew nearby. a really great map. It's perfect. <laughs> I bet it is. It's beautiful. It's like a crayon drawing. It's like a turkey trace, <laughs> tracing a hand. Look, Mom, it's fridge-worthy. <laughs> okay. Uh, so as you look around town, I would say you can pretty easily run into everybody but Bear at this point, because it's a very okay. small little village. Are we all, like, grouped up now? You're or? within shouting distance of each other. Okay. You can look about 100 feet away. You see Bruno over by the cart, and you can you can yell to him if you want it. You can, you know, it's, it, everyone's in relatively close proximity. Again, there's only about six buildings in this small little village area, and then there's scattered shacks and stuff that are outside. You pass some coming in, some yeah. you can see up on the on the foothills, some you can see in the distance by the coast. It's not a particularly well laid out. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of city planning uh, that was going on here. Okay, so Emily, she's heading towards Chovy, and she kind of, like, looks over where Bruno and Erwin are, and she just kind of goes, Oi! And then, uh, you know, kind of waves them down, like, come on over. I and... stop in place and find where that <laughs> shout came from. <laughs> Okay, you see her. Yeah, and I just see. hurry over to her. Okay. Well, what's the matter? Oh, you know, we've just been separated for a while. Uh, would you, what'd you get from the general store? Oh, I didn't stop by yet, but I was talking to the ferry master, and she says the boats are delayed, maybe up to a week. Ugh. Did you find out anything else from her? Did you figure out where uh, Richmond is? Oh, yeah, I asked about him. Apparently, he's the lighthouse keeper, just up north. All right. An hour or so. Well... Why don't you head over to the general store and get some more supplies, and then uh, I'll meet up with everybody else, and we'll get ready to maybe go visit Rich. But yeah, I'll yeah. be around. And if there's anything you actually want to buy, like there's a lot of basic stuff. Like don't expect anything hmm. particularly fancy, but we can do that off air. Like we can buy stuff off air. Okay. 
Okay. Um, so uh, as you all are waiting, uh, it's probably about an hour before uh, before Bear returns with this strange-looking five-foot-tall man with some weird contraption on his head and a, and a butcher apron uh, who comes wandering into town. Hey, there you are. Where's the uh, where's the cart? So you point over at Bruno. He's by it. Next oh, to me. Yeah. I thought they moved this one. They do, yeah. By them, they have like their own little encampment. So what's going on in the town is there's there's not like there's not like an inn or anything. It's just people. If you're there, if you're transient, they're just people are crashing on the ground. Like they're really, really honestly, some of them have tents, some of them are just sleeping in wagons, some of them are just sleeping on the ground. Uh, and so there's a group, a small grouping of, of wardens that appear to be just be waiting, as if they've been waiting for this uh, this delivery of, of prisoners. And there's a small encampment of these pilgrims, maybe a dozen people or so. You're not really sure. Um, you. Bruno saw uh, Cressida scared the crap out of one little child. Uh, but beyond that, uh, he wanders over. Alaric does. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll show her uh, where... I can't remember her name. The elf. Cressida. Cressida. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he just starts pushing himself past the wardens, like, as if it's just the most normal thing in the world. He's like, I roll, I roll, get you, I, Alaric's here. Here we go, here we go. Uh, and they look at him as if they know him, and he's just like, oh, God, this one. Uh, and he, uh, yeah, he climbs up uh, onto the cart, uh, takes a look on down, and Cressida uh, looks looks around. Again, not a single semblance of pain at all on her face whatsoever. Um, and he's starts examining it, gets really close, puts that little lens, and you're not even sure it's doing anything, but it's making a big show. He pulls out like some bandages, a couple, a couple pieces of equipment and stuff like that. Um, you realize that most of the equipment just looks like a hammer. Like There's like a hammer here. There's like a screwdriver and stuff like that. It's I really, really need a hammer. Yeah, it's just like, it's like, hmm. Yeah, 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 it's, um, this is, uh... Well, I've got good news and bad news. Uh, Give me the good news, Doctor. Okay. Good news is uh, I think she can be helped. The bad news is it ain't by me. The really bad news is it's infected. Um, I can do something about that possibly, but um, but yeah, she's... um, Infected with what? Infection. Oh. I didn't know if you knew. It's, it's an infection. <laughs> so look at it. It's all green, man. It's just... Well, she's an elf. That's not natural? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> do you think elves are green? <laughs> yeah, don't they come from, like, nature? Bruno. Yeah. Prince up. No. No? Okay. I don't know. just going to go sit off the side, then. I guess I'm no help. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> Neither does the game master. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. So he begins start. He's going to start doing what he can. Um, but he says uh, she's going to need surgery. And I can't do that. I've got sores. Got plenty of them. Um, but never, never done anything quite like this. Um, so, yeah. I'll, she could take it. Oh, she might be able to. Oh, okay. No thanks. Oh, okay. So, um, one of the wardens that you were talking to, he just chimes in. He's like, "We've got, we've got doctors on the, you know, on the railing." And I was like, "I don't know if you want to put her on a ferry." 
So two days on the water. That's. And she just looks at. Oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It's all part of the plan. Emily just like steps between Bruno and and her. Bruno moves his head slightly to the right. <laughs> She's just calling me home. She's just calling me home. I gotta vary my voices more. I don't know what I just who just who just said that. Since he mentioned the fairy, I'll ask: Do you know uh, when it's? When we'll be able to go. Uh, so you ask the warden. The warden's like, um, it'll be here either later this afternoon, tomorrow. I think Marie is shipping it this time, so she's always a bit tardy. Not like her mom. Her mom's far more punctual. So, but it's all booked up. Well, I suppose we were planning on having two wagons worth of prisoners and wardens, so... There still be space at least this time. Is there any chance we could have some of that space? It's not our ferry. Go speak with Hawker. She can. Um, that's the woman that that Sophia, that, excuse Sophie. me, that Jovia talked to earlier. Um, and she just sh- he just shakes her head. Like, not more, not more business. I will go try and find that lady. Okay. And talk to her then. Okay. And so with the new information that she has now learned that there's yeah she she can it, it will cost money um but she can you can probably take the spots at that point yeah but it's still not here so you're yeah. still probably gonna have to stay at least overnight because it's getting later in the day at this point it's probably equivalent of like four o'clock in the afternoon something like that so all right what else are we doing i'll go up to alaric uh sorry to Waste your time, sir. Appreciate your expert opinion. He looks over at you. He's got uh, he's got like the elbows up with the hands. He's like got blood all over him at this point. He's just like, "What's that? What? Hmm? Hey, could you do me a favor? Could you just rot my nose? I've got the worst itch. Just rot. Come on. What? what, This side? No. Other other side. All right. Other. Oh, harder. Oh, oh, that's just that's the nuts right there. Oh yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. Back to work. Yeah, and so right after you scratch it, he goes and scratches it, like, not even realizing he did. And he's got this swipe of Chrissy's blood on his face you, now. Uh, got oh. something on your face? Ha, <laughs> good one. <laughs> and he gets back to it. Nice. Now um, his face is infected. <laughs> I want to ask the um, lady, what was her name again? The uh, Haka. Haka. The fairy master. Yeah, I wanted to ask her, uh, is there anything uh, we've only heard? Uh, is there anything we need to be on the lookout uh, up on the colony? You go into the colony. Well, um, it's not a good place. It's filled. Most of the people there are either prisoners or former prisoners, and it's not a. Yeah, it's. I mean, you're voluntarily going there. You're just saying. We have a job. Yeah. Well, I'll go up there every week or two. I don't much stay very long. Usually, just drop some folks off with some some goods and then I'm on my way uh, my daughter lingers she might know more but it's just it's not a place many care about Ludgera she used to she used to be there she used to live there but she was one of those non-optional uh, inhabitants so she might be the better one to ask but from what I hear it's um it's not the 
It's not the most civilized of places. It's a bit on the... You're in the territories. It's the frontier. It's not a life for many. You've got to be a bit... Um, it's for hardier folk. Uh, do you happen to know how long ago it was that she was there? Lugera? I don't really... She's, I think she's been here a year now, I suppose. Thank you very much. Well, I will see you hopefully when the boat comes in. Okay. Alright. I'm gonna go and talk to that uh, Lagera. Okay. So you go seek out the dwarven woman who's, again, just right across, like a good 100 feet or so away. And she's there, just uh, milling about, and, um, you walk in. Can I help you? Hi, I'm uh, Erwin. Um, we are going to be taking the ferry uh, up to the colony, and I was told you might have some information on what to be on the lookout for. They were kind of on a job looking for a person. You're looking for a person. Uh, what kind of thing do you want to know? Uh, is there any particular dangers or anything <laughs> we should know about? You're at the end of the world, mate. There's all sorts of dangers. You're just going to fall right off it if you go north enough. The best option of, like... I was told that you had been there and you had some information. So served, was... I served my three years and once my debt was paid, I got out and I'm here. And once my, once my friends finish their debts... We're going to go further south. We're looking for a person. Uh, perhaps you've met them. His name was Gabriel. Doesn't ring a bell. Sorry. There's um, a few hundred folks scattered. What did he do? Was he... Um, if I remember, it was... You're not entirely sure, actually. You guys asked around. Yeah, we didn't actually find yeah, out. I'm not... I don't You got know. the impression that... You got the impression that perhaps steps were taken to cover some things yeah. up. I'm not really sure what he did. Uh, he's He was there with uh, a family member and we're looking for because the, one of them has gone missing. Mm. That sounds awful. Um, but, uh, I mean, maybe I mean, I might have known a face or so. Do you work in the mines at all? I worked mainly, mainly in the mines of the quarry. I think he was more like cutting trees or something. Yeah, lumber duty. Um, yeah, we didn't much go to the Retton. Um, ones to the east, Retton's to the northwest, so that's where most of the lumber folks go. It's creepy woods too. I don't recommend uh, going there. Um, went there one time, heard all sorts of things at night, and never went back. No, thank you. I'll take the mons any day of the week. You dusty said, as they are. You said you had friends there. Is there anything you want, since we're going, to for us to give them or say to them for you? Um, hope checking on them, see if they're doing okay. Um, check with Ostwald. Ostwald, okay. Do you know where Ostwald would be? Last I spoke, sometimes, sometimes some of the wardens give us some info. The friendly ones. Um, it's about a 50-50 proposition if you find a friendly one. Uh, use down... Yeah, the mines. Most of them, you, you understand how it works, right? You, you, people got to work off debts and they've got to work off sentencing and it's labor. It's 
there's folks like yourself, voluntary people who go up there. Usually those are the ideologues, you know, they want... That's why we got the Sunbearers. The Sunbearer Abbey up there, and there's all folks who want to strike it, strike it rich out on their own, not under the heel of the Grand Monarch, but... It's not a place to go voluntarily. I saw some children out in the streets. I would not, for the life of me, raise a child or bring a child to that place. It's god-awful. The people are god-awful. For the most part, of course. Some, they're out right here and there. But um, just send him my love and um, say, I'm still here. I send him a note from time to time. So, But thank you. Thank you for your time. I will make sure to look for Oswald. Okay. All right. What else are we doing? You guys want to go talk to Richmond before the sunset? Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Agreed. Yes. Come on, Bruno. Bruno concurs. Okay. Is Alaric still hanging around there? Yeah, he's still he's still working on her, and she's just like gritting her teeth the whole time. Like he's just like poking around and bandaging this up. You know, he's, you're not really sure exactly what he's doing, but he's he's performing some sort of medicine. And I use air quotes around that. More um, than we can do. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so, I could have poked around in there. Yeah, He's a camp follower, so he's got this skill, but he's not really a doctor. So, okay. Um, so, is everybody going? Is anyone hanging back? Or? I'll just let Alaric know uh, thanks for the help. Uh, I can re- repay this at all to you. Let me uh, meet you back up here, please. Wait, I'm I'm not getting paid for this. He looks at you all strangely, like I just uh, presumed. Yeah, it's customary, you know, trade skill. Yeah, of course. Is to speak with the wardens. It's, it's their prisoner, right? Right. That's right. Yeah. And he just reaches down with his hand and just ruffles your head, and now your head is just covered in blood. Right, right you all, little one. Right it's you infected. You. You're a dumbass. It's like a whole. Yeah, yeah. You have, you have green elf disease. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're going to turn into a green elf. You're going to turn into a goblin. Okay. Oh. So, uh, so everyone starts heading uh, past. Uh, uh, up the sort of northeasternly is where you're going, I should say. So the coast itself, uh, there's you're on the the southern coast of the White Sea. There's specifically there's a channel right here that's called the Break Bottom Channel um, that the lighthouse sits at the end of. Uh, to, it's a very rocky area, hence the lighthouse, right? Um, some of you would know probably probably the two folks who have uh, so I would say Zofia and. And Erwin probably know this better. Like, there's some routes that come through here. Like, there's whaling ships that are, go far into the White Sea to the north, and at a North Punct, which is a way to the northeast from here. Um, they sometimes send ships back down through here. So this isn't a completely and utterly isolated area. So they get every couple of months, you'll see a fairly big ship pass through here. But most of the time, it's just sort of local things. Um, but you travel. Um, I'm gonna hit the ocean and wash my head off. Okay, it's freezing uh, when you do so. So go ahead and uh, make a toughness test, and this is going to be a hard toughness test. <laughs> okay, it is quite cold. So that'll be thirty-one ninety. Okay. 
I got a 20. Okay, so you're good. So yeah, you hop in, it's freezing, uh, and you hop immediately back out. Uh, like you dunk your head in, ruffle it up a little bit, and then pull it back out and immediately regret your decision. Oh, at least I'm asleep now. Yeah. I imagine you're probably going to spend the rest of the walk shivering because there is a cool breeze and the sun is going down uh, at this point. So it's going to be a rough, rough couple, a rough hour for you while your hair dries. And did you leave your ferret on the shore before you don't? No, you know, he's drowned and dead. <laughs> no, she's fine. No, no, she's dead. Cannon. Uh, okay, so you start heading northeast uh, along the coast ways. You pass by Alaric's hut once more. Um, and the way there, I'll let everyone know that uh, Alaric had some uh, Palmhawk Trading Company crates, what? barrels. That he was re- repurposing. Like, Are you like sure he's, he's repurposing stole, them? Like he stole them, or uh, he works for them? It's like a big old junkyard up there, as you can see. It's like salvage everywhere. That sounds like a, he stole them. Then, yeah, maybe he got it from a, one of the shipwrecks. Uh, inside the crate, was some uh, firearms, like brand new. Some guns. Go. Brand, brand, new. brand new. Like yeah, can. Um, no, that's accurate. They, yes. they, they looked, they, yeah, they did, did not look un, unused. They looked, or excuse me, they did look unused. They looked as if, yeah, they were in good shape. Maybe recently crafted or purchased or something like that. Yeah. Maybe he made them. Stolen. It's possible. possible he made them, but... We don't know anything about him. We don't like to see the best of people. Yeah, when I showed up there, he was uh, crafting his <laughs> own uh, metal rings for barrels. So hammering away, so see? might be good with his hands. He's a good... Yeah, he's probably good with sand. He's a metal worker. So he what, can make what guns. do we know about the Plumhawk Trading Company and whether they trade in firearms? Uh, I mean, they're they're not really a weapons dealer uh, or anything like that. They, I mean, they do they do trade, but mostly it's it's more perishable goods. It's we're talking about a lot of um, uh, you you know that they have a fairly heavy hand in the northern whaling companies um, so they deal very heavily in oils that are coming down from from the north um, you would know that they do a significant amount of shipping uh, like ex- import export stuff out of Weishaven, uh but it's primarily agricultural stuff so they're they're sending out like dry goods and things like that here and there um, you know that some of them some of the people like do smaller acquisitions but that's less of a company-wide thing and like they'll do things like oh you know they'll they'll purchase uh, you know adventuring treasures and stuff like that from people like something fancy or whatnot but that's that's less a company gig and more if you'd happen to have a charter of the company and the person who's running that charter has a predilection for for artifacts they might buy something but um so this no. information would come as a surprise to us. No, this would definitely be surprising. Uh, the idea of the idea of, of we- like this this huge chunk of weapons itself is I mean, it was a decent chunk, and if you presume that the other ones are also um, filled with that, is is somewhat significant. Um, most weaponry is either uh, regulated uh, in some fashion by the government, or at the very least, like. You know, if you have a local blacksmith, it's like stamped and, and you go through proper channels. So you can purchase, you can go to any, you can go buy stuff. It's not illegal to buy something like yeah, that. Yeah, Second Amendment. Well, oh, <laughs> wrong country. trading company with how famous they are, people usually don't mess with things inside of their crates. So perhaps 
he found empty crates or stole something that had the crates or he used to work for them and he uses them for something else if weapons is not something they usually do that, that would seem a good way to keep people from but messing I mean, with your stuff do you yeah. remember how serious they were about us getting the other crates yeah that's why I'm like that's really weird maybe he just found some crates chillaxing and he's like I'm gonna recycle them because he wants to save why would you not give them the back coastline. to who they belong to then if it's obviously do you see stamped, the company? I'm sure that if you were to send a letter someone would probably come get them if they had stuff in them but finders keepers with that mindset I want a gun then go get one <laughs> So did he just show you these crates and say, hey, here's what I've got, or did you... No, when I came up, he was working on the barrels, and he went inside, and uh, I had nothing else to do. I was like, hey, this looks kind of familiar. It's a little insignia. Oh, sneaky. So I took a peek. You I perused. mean, he's yeah. in the town currently. I really want a gun. We don't have ammo, though. But I really want a gun. I've you just not... yelled about him trying to steal stuff, and now you want to go steal stuff. I... But you think it's okay because you're stealing someone's stolen stuff, so it makes it okay. It's like two negatives, make it more, right. More along the lines of I've not been able to use one for a long time, and we're going somewhere very dangerous. You can just speak to with them in the morning. Maybe cut you a deal. <laughs> how, I don't think we're would, supposed yeah, to know. How would I know that he has guns? Because Bear found out. Maybe uh, you can sneak a peek. Like, oh, that's a plum hop bo- box. I, I work I with I wonder it. what's in that. <laughs> yeah, he used to be in the war. He'd be like, maybe ask him. Like, hey, you know anyone that uh, supplies weapons? Well, I think a decision needs to be reached. Are we going to go visit Richmond? Or are you guys going to consider reaching out and getting a gun? I would be in favor of talking to Richmond and just asking this person if they might have weapons for us on our next leg of our trip. Guns cost more money than I've ever had at once. If he's, if those aren't his own goods, he's not with the plum mock, he'd always blackmail. That is better than stealing. Is it? Also he's sounds just dangerous. Like, uh, you know, I, yeah. I didn't see anything, just hand me a gun. There's nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some corruption I'm going to dole out in a minute, but I don't want to interrupt the flow, so just keep going. Right. You guys can keep deliver- deliberating. The sunlight's burning. I'm going to go keep heading up and visit Oh, I assume we were walking and having I assume that too, but if you, I assume you yeah. kind of just started walking a little bit more slowly. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, let me tie my shoe for the fourth Look, time. things just got real, okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I they're just like awkwardly stealing. standing there in front of the house. Like, do we go in or like? You're there what? for so long. Alaric comes out. Like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's not his voice. I don't know where that came from. Uh, okay, so in an effort to keep things moving, uh, quite literally, you all continue northeasternly along the coast, uh, growing ever so closer to the lighthouse itself. Uh, there is this small path. It's not cobblestone or anything, it's, but it's, it's worn. It's very clear where, where you have to go. Uh, and you can see it work its way up from the, the, the rocky shore uh, up a ridge. And the lighthouse itself seems to be sitting on a fairly prominent uh, rocky surface uh, that gives it some extra elevation. And you look at the lighthouse itself, it's, it's several stories high, probably around four or so stories high um, and you can see that 
there's some sort of fire burning at the very top. There appears to be a wagon out front. Um, looks to be uh, some kind of goat-like creature that's just wandering, or like a goat or a ram that's just sort of chewing some some various uh, some various weeds and things like that that are popping up from time to time along the path. And it's just free range going. You're not sure if it's his or not. But uh, when you when you wander up, there's there's no one outside. There's a fairly large door. Is it locked? I'm gonna knock on the door. Okay, I was gonna say yeah, like we're gonna open the door. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's customary to knock, and so you knock, you wait, you listen. Go ahead and roll an eavesdrop test. Uh, at we'll make it we'll make it easy an easy eavesdrop test for Emily, because you're the one who knocked. And okay. I'll, Bear, you can do it too if you like, since you were about to open the door, and Emily is just like, no, 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 no. We knock on doors okay. in civilized we're society. Civilized. <laughs> we're not animals, okay? We didn't have doors where I came. <laughs> Pass. Okay. Pass as well. So uh, you listen in, and you hear some thumping around. Something breaks, but you don't oh. hear. You hear like a, like something falls and breaks, maybe glass or something like that, or, or something. You, you don't hear okay. anyone call back. Are they okay? Did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, Alright, I'll open the door. Okay, Pardon so you, the intrusion. Uh, are you okay in here? So, you go to open the door, and it does appear to be unlocked. And as you swing the door open, you smell burning. You smell some sort of smoke. You look around. It's a very dark landing area. Um, like You can't really see too well in here because the, the dim light from the sun that is still barely peeking above the horizon doesn't quite make it into the room itself so it's quite dark and you can see a, a stone staircase uh, that's sweeping around going upward and you uh, you smell as if there's smoke somewhere which you're like well maybe that's just the maybe that's just the something break go inside okay so and try and sniff out the smoke where it's coming you from. smell some smoke from from coming upwards yeah it's up the stairs somewhere. Go up. What's this guy's name? Richmond. Richmond. Rich Mutt. Rich Mutt. Yeah, like a rich dog. Uh, yeah, I'll just head up. Okay. So you start hey, climbing. Rich Mutt, you in here? So you start hustling up the stairs. You keep listening, and listening. You're smelling. You're sniffing, and as you emerge from a small cut in the second floor, your head kind of popping up to the second. The, the second level of the lighthouse you look around and you see about 30 faces staring at you these big black empty eyes almost like leathery or bone like skin these horns that are just curving out and around the foreheads of these faces and they're all hanging from the walls and you see a man in the middle of the floor rolling around as if he just fell and a few feet from him a rug is burning and as you look you realize there are somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 creepy looking masks just hanging on the walls staring at you and the hair on the back of your neck begins to rise
everyone, Jeff again. Thanks for listening to episode five. Now with episode six next week, we're going to start settling into our plan pattern of once a week episodes. So we hope you've gone ahead and subscribed to whatever podcast app is your preference so you can get notifications each week. Now, for those of you that have sent us a note or dropped a review, thank you so, so much. To those that haven't, what are you waiting on? All right, so chop, chop, let's go. You know, in all seriousness, we would absolutely love to hear from you, and we'd certainly love some reviews on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher to help with any sort of visibility we can get for this, this little podcast that could. Uh, and if you have the time, we'd be ever so grateful. So thank you so much in advance. And uh, finally, catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Lollygagger Co. You can find Ashley over at the Facebook page by searching for Adventures and Lollygagging. And Melissa can be reached on Twitter at Melazera. Or if you want, make it simple. Just head over to our website, thelollygaggers.com, and drop us a line. All right, thanks. And I'm going to get out of the way and let Ashley finish off week five with a bit of song. See you next time. Coda. The Mad Woman Caller. A lullaby. Hush, little, little child, all messy and wild, dirty and gleeful and free. The Mad Woman Caller hears how you holler, will find you and bind you, you'll see. While the small village slumbers, the mad woman rallies, her numbers ensconced in the wilds. The animals bristle and birds nervously whistle, and even the flora must cry. When the people grow aimless, desperate and shameless, she'll lull them into a daze. Their minds grow cloudy, the rabble turns rowdy, before long their sanity decays. In the shadows live faces, and the small folk embraces the lure of the mad woman's song. They'll burn all their houses inside, all the masses, and no longer no right from wrong. So when the cheerful goose on the end of its noose squawks and dances a jig, the crowd will cheer the foolhardy jeer. Now a dozen more graves they must dig. Her horned beast, she promised a feast, charged down from the ruin up north. Their teeth and their maws, their talons and claws, all sodden in blood henceforth. So when the end is nigh, all the sound will cry, and even the fearless will bawl. The moons mark her coming, the wild endlessly humming, and the chosen will heed her call.